Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. I'm concluding Ecclesiastes chapter 6, looking at verses 7 through 12 in the New King James Version. This is a challenging passage. That's all I'm going to say. But let's listen to God's Word. All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. For what more has the wise man than the fool? What does the poor man have who knows how to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wanderings of desire. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. Whatever one is, he has been named already, for it is known that he is man, and he cannot contend with him who is mightier than he. Since there are many things that increase, with, increase vanity, how is man the better? For who knows what a good, is good for man in life all the days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? Who can tell a man what will happen after him under the sun? Again, this is Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 7 through 12. I'll be back to share insights and a prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, your host of 5 Minutes in the Word. Thanks for listening to my daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Please listen, subscribe, and follow on any major listening platform. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and almost all major listening platforms. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Podchaser. Again, that was Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verses 7 through 12 in the New King James Version. And the commentary titles this again, Wealth Can't Satisfy. And the, um, the, the subtitle for this section, What Good Is It All? And this is the insatiableness of desire. Verses 7 through 9 looks at suffering under dissatisfaction. The preacher here shows vanity and folly are of heaping up wealth and expecting happiness in it. And uh, as we think about folk who's, and again, you can think of Ebenezer Scrooge. He was very unhappy, just hoarding his wealth. He had it, but it had him. So it, and it did not bring him happiness. Laboring for things to consume and to accumulate wealth are portrayed as unsatisfying as you look throughout the book of Ecclesiastes. Man works for the very bread he eats, yet he is not satisfied. And I think about, I think about movies. I could not for the life of me think of the name of it. I know Goldie Hawn was in it, and she was this rich person, bored with nothing to do. And she had a guy, uh, she was on a yacht, 
she had a guy come and rebuild the closet. And it wasn't to her satisfaction, so she didn't want to pay him. And he said, you know, you're just rich and you have nothing to do with your bored life. And that's just what I sensed as I uh, was thinking about this. Um, Solomon sensed, sensed what Moses had already said and Jesus later explained. Man cannot live by bread alone. Solomon considers the ability to enjoy life one of labor's uh, true satisfaction. And we read that in chapter 5. And Solomon knew, um, uh, has already established that wisdom is superior to folly. And we know that. But what happens to the wise also happens to the fool. Both will die. Uh, let's see. The, let's see. Or oh, when it's talking about craving. Craving. It's talking about an appetite. And it's talking about things that your eyes want. Because I see it, I want it. And in verses six, uh, 10 through 12, looks at the futility of feeling that nothing can make it better. And the uh, scripture says, whatever one is, he has been already. This is a fatalistic view of God's sovereignty. The idea is that God is completely in control in what, whatever one is. It is because of the all-powerful God has named it already. And God has set an appropriate time for everything. Solomon told us that. He said um, everything has a time, everything has a place. And we thank God that we have a God. We serve a God of order. All the days of a man's life, it may seem vain, because it passes like a shadow. And we know that just means it's brief. Who can tell a man what ha will happen to him under the sun or on the earth? Solomon looked to life and it seemed vain and a shadow. He looked to death and saw only darkness and uncertainty. But remember, Jesus hadn't come and died for our sins yet, for his sins. So he had a view of the afterlife without having uh, known about Christ who brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The understanding of immortality was at best cloudy in the Old Testament, but it, was much, it is much clearer in the New Testament. And I pray I didn't confuse anyone as I shared this. This chapter has been challenging, but that's the end of it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We know that wealth can't satisfy. All of our satisfaction comes from you. Our joy comes from you. Our help comes from you. And we thank you, Father, that uh, because your son died and now lives, we have life forevermore. Those who need you, those who need to uh, accept your son as their Lord and Savior, God, you know what the needs are. Thank you for um, giving us this word, as difficult as it is to understand and as dark as it is to understand. We know that we have uh, Christ, so we don't look as, as this person without any hope, as Solomon, the person who couldn't see that uh, death is not the end, but the beginning, as uh, 
the grave as we sleep and uh, wait for eternity. And we thank you that we have something, not just to live for on this side of life, but on the other. God bless us as uh, only you can. Amen. I did not want to end this day without thanking Easton Star, who is our church family where we have served God for 32 years. Thank you, God, for blessing us with such a loving church family. Again, be blessed. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.